0: Last ball on Radio 3 and drifting away. Twelve minutes past ten, and it's time to, Who are you? What? I've just drifted in. I've just completely forgotten who you are. It's been about a, a month since we last spoke. Yeah, a, yeah. Lot, a lot A has happened. Can, and
1: can I say what a pleasure it you've was? You've done it on purpose. For you
0: not being here. <laughs> for, I, I, for I do want...
1: <laughs> and the listener, <laughs> whoever
0: that person is. I think you've done this on purpose. Oh, uh, Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, anyway, welcome back. Uh, what's your name?
0: Yeah, <laughs> Who? I've been up doing a bit of roofing on the side for the past oh, yeah, few weeks. Oh, well, so that's yeah, good. A yes. nice one to James for dealing with you. Yes, yes. I tell you what, Steve. Yes, um, Trojan horses.
1: Trojan horses. All right. Are we talking about a railway station? I tell you a what, we're talking about. not called about. a railway station, is it? I, I like. Have you noticed that that there's a new not railway yet. station being built, which is being called a, It's only being called a terminus. <laughs> that's 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 way posher than a railway station. If if you uh, if you are well, it's it's familiar it, with the terminology. It's an
0: unbuilt railway station. I think what we're actually talking about today. We all know what's been going down. Um, people's reaction to all of this stuff.
1: It is it is interesting because the, the the there's on either side there there's two arguments which I find quite what's it. On the one side, you've got the the people who say, you know. If uh, if China wants to take control of it and, you know, enforce all its laws, I wish people stopped going on about it. It's all a matter of convenience, you know, as though the law is somehow a very inconvenient matter, which incidentally it is. Laws are very complicated, let me say that. <laughs> and then on the other side of the fence, you've got all these people saying, well... Um, you know, it it really this is a Trojan horse. It's going to you, you start with having mainland law imposed in one part of Hong Kong. Who could possibly believe that it won't be imposed in another part of Hong Kong? And you know, some people say, Oh god, I wish they could stop making all these alarmist predictions. But
0: let's look back
1: at the history to, of alarmists. To
0: nineteen
1: ninety seven. <laughs> yeah, well to nineteen ninety seven when the very law which they keep citing, sorry, the very part of the Basic Law, which the defenders of the new arrangements for the West Kowloon Terminus keep citing, is Article 20. Now, Article 20, as all the drafters, except for those who who were asleep at the time, hello, Rita Fan, um, know, was put in the Basic Law precisely for the opposite reason which is now which is now being used for. So when the Article 20 was, was devised, it was put in there so that the Hong Kong SAR mm-hmm. could ask the central government for more powers and more autonomy. It was a sort of sop to the people like Martin Lee, who were then on the drafting committee, said, well, you know, we're not giving you more powers, but I tell you what, we'll put in Article 20 that you can apply to the central government if you want more powers... So now they're saying, oh, no, 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 no. You've got that completely wrong. Article 20 was put in there so you can apply to the, Hong Kong,
0: to the central government <laughs> to have the territory of the SAR reduced. You know the word they use here? you says, You're the, looking at I'm, Article 20, I am aren't, looking, aren't it, you? The yes, words they use are fantastic. The Hong Kong Special Administrative Region may enjoy... Other powers presented to it, granted to it, by the National People's Congress and Standing Committee of the National People's Congress of the Central People's (laughs) People's Government. Yeah. Enjoy.
1: I mean, but it was very clear, and everybody understands that it was very clear, except for when you're rewriting history, which is happening at a pace now, that that clause, which is now being employed, to say, please, sir can we give you some of our territory back? Chris and Patton, they're going, yeah, that's
0: what I wanted to say. Yeah,
1: oh, that, Chris Patton, OK. But but um, they're, they're saying, please, sir, or please, comrade, sorry, I've got that completely wrong, um, can, we, can we give some of Hong Kong back to the mainland to, to have jurisdiction over? You read Article 20, it's crystal clear that it was never intended, never intended for that purpose. Mm. However, we are where we are, and we've got to a situation now where, as I say, people have been accused of crying wolf before, but do you remember... <clears throat> Back in those dark days, when the first reinterpretation of the basic law occurred, it was over the rights of mainland mothers, the residents, their children, that was referred up to the comrades, and they said, oh, you know, this, this, this. They said, why do you assume, just because we've made one reinterpretation of the law, that we're going to make any more? Why are you <laughs> getting so alarmist about it? And that was before the next four were made.
0: Yeah. My little outburst there saying Chris Patton was a yes. random thought because he made that comment about it won't be Beijing nicking Hong Kong, it will be Hong Kong people giving it away inch by inch. Yes. Makes a lot of sense, that. Yes, it does.
1: Well, Hong Kong people maybe not, but some of the Hong Kong well, bigwigs... You- yeah, no, no, I mean, <coughs> let's be clear, it's not the Hong Kong people who are doing uh-huh. this, it, it, it's the bosses. And the bosses, of course, are are, are
0: the people who are the bosses. Precisely because they do what they're told. I love people who do what they're told. There have been some really interesting "what ifs" doing the rounds. I mean, no need to rehash all this stuff. But what if so and so did so and so in this place? And how would that work? It's such a fun game to play. But the big, the big sort of animal in the room here for me is they seem to think people are going to flock to use this thing. I don't know that they won't, but actually the usability and the usage of this thing.
1: Well, you're, you're quite right, because I mean, that's kind of got lost in all of this, hasn't it? I mean, there, there was somebody, and I'm embarrassed to tell you, even though I heard this in RTHK, so it must be true, Bingo. who was saying on the radio, that's, that's the radio, was saying, you know, if you look at the economic viability of this project, it doesn't match any conceivable standard that is supposed to be applied for government capital, you know, big capital expenditure projects why is that because basically you're building an enormously complex radio uh, sorry uh, um rail terminus to take people into various mainland cities whereas in fact actually at the moment that possibility of rail connection very freely exists you simply get on a train to go to guangzhou or go to shenzhen and you've got those connections anyway oh it's quite right you have to get off the train before you go, to say, to Beijing. But look at it this way. I want to go to Beijing tomorrow morning. Um, there are, I understand, going to be one or two trains a day that go to Beijing from here. There'll be about six going from Guangzhou. So, you know, it's not even that convenient.
0: And we also haven't talked about people coming the other well, way. there's people coming the other way. <laughs> All right, suddenly so <clears> you <throat> go, Yes, yeah, it.
1: And there is the fact that the, 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 the overwhelming, overwhelming majority of traffic between Hong Kong and the mainland doesn't want to go to Shanghai, doesn't want to go to Beijing. It simply wants to go either to Shenzhen <laughs> or to Guangzhou. Now, this rail service, as planned, um, not as planned as it is will take you... Uh, I, I did actually mention this last week, but in case anybody's was listening. Lost, no, no, of course you weren't. <laughs> Nobody else was. But in case anybody's missed the plot, if you want to go from Hong Kong to Guangzhou, which is what the majority of passengers who will be taking the train will want to do, uh, if you look at pass form... Yeah, yeah. They will end up at the wrong station. Oh, they nice. will go yeah. to the south station, which is the station way distant from the centre of town. It's highly inconvenient. So, yes, they'll save a bit of travelling time (coughs) on being on a through train, which, incidentally, already exists from Hung Ham. Don't forget that. And the Hung Ham one goes to the East Station right. which is much more convenient and has very good um I feel a Steve James song coming on yeah. here. You know but I mean? mean, you know, I mean actually look at the practical use of this thing. Hmm. It isn't practically useful. Now it's true that the South Station has other connections. You can go to other places. But if your final destination is Guangzhou, the South Station
0: is not where you want to be. You know what? The Big other, time. The it's other not thing not where here. you want to be. The other thing that could, again, feasibly happen is it could be de- deserted well it could y- be another y- you cyber... think it
1: could be as, as successful as the no but um, th- that would be an embarrassment terminal, or,
0: or... yes i do that's well, exactly what i'm saying that'd it, be a it, big embarrassment uh, it,
1: it, that's a very interesting point because i mean i'm like most people in hong kong i live in the new territories if i want to go across the border i get on the existing train from one of the station's Shut university, typo. There's lots of stations that will take you up to the border. Why on earth would I go into the middle of town to come back out again on a through train? It doesn't actually save any time. It's far more inconvenient. Oh, and by the way, it's more expensive. Are we all... Is there another possibility, another scenario? I'm just talking about the practical stuff. (laughs) I I am actually rather worried about the other political implications of this. But it's worth just reminding ourselves of how...
0: Inept has been the transport side of the planning here. Mm. Well, let's not forget, it is a showroom window, this thing. That's the side I'm going on. I mean, the thing about people using it is a very... Um, it's worth considering.
1: Well, it is. I mean, that's what trains are supposed to be for, isn't it?
0: Yeah, but, I mean, <coughs> how how would it look if we have this... Yeah,
1: you mean not not really used... Well, first of all, it's it's been really cheap. I think it's been just, just a few tens of billions of dollars to build this thing, so, you know... I mean, in in terms of the way the government throws around money, this is the government that can't afford to help the 30% of elderly people who are living below the poverty line. No No money for them, but loads of money for this sort of thing.
0: Now, in a weird way, should the people of Hong Kong who are very much against this, those that are very much against this, not worry, because essentially it will take care of itself? As in, it will...
1: Well, I don't think it will because, I mean, it will take care of itself perhaps in the sense that it will be a very underused facility on the transport side. But politically speaking, once you've breached the precedent of the the Hong Kong SAR having having a territory under which the laws of the SAR will prevail and mainland officials aren't supposed to operate, it's all in the basic law. Once you've breached that, I honestly think there's very slight possibility that that won't be a prelude for other breaches and you know slippery and slopes are the sort of words that start uh, emerging at this stage
0: well when this all came out about a week or whatever 10 days ago rimsky was doing the circuit He, he found it very difficult to answer some of these questions i'm thinking there's got to be one million dollar scenario that would fox them i'm not saying it, it, well, logic let, says let, there's let, one let, thing see. where the let, laws let, will cross. Let, let,
1: let, let's see, for example, if somebody takes a so-called forbidden publication into the station. Now, as you know, on they, the mainland, practically every Hong copy Kong of, independent publication is 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 not permitted. What, what would be banned, Steve? Most newspaper, Time? most newspapers. SCMP, which is ironic. It is ironic, <laughs> isn't it? But they're you, not. They are not freely circulated in the mainland. Apple Daily, I, I would strongly suspect, is not top of oh, the right. list of, Look, of newspapers that are permitted. Indeed. So you get on the train, you read Apple Daily, and officials passes by and says, Oi, what are you reading that
0: for? We don't allow that newspaper in our country. It's a very well-known thing that we have the most intellectualist listeners on Morning Brew. Absolutely. I'll tell you what, if you can come up with the one question that We're legally, killer. legally... It, it, <laughs> Take me to Mornington Crescent on this issue. If you can do it, I'll think of something nice to do to you. Yeah, <laughs> or, or maybe or, not do to you. You yes. know, a nice... Yes. I'll buy you a coffee yes. or something. But, the, I mean, just logic and, and playing around with ideas. We've seen it all over Facebook. Um, you know, well, if this happens and that happens. But the legal brains have got to say one thing. Well, it may... I mean, it may not be that clear-cut. I know, so but I, we're just playing no, no. around. I'm sorry, it may not be that clear-cut, but what
1: I think will happen in a very short space of time, is people are going to increasingly understand the implications of what's been done. And I think, although there's been a lot of chatter about it, it hasn't quite lodged in people's minds the extent to which this arrangement and the phony way it's been presented to the public is driving a coach and horses through the basic understandings
0: of the basic law. What do you know about the other end, then? Is it the same in reverse? Because the other end hasn't been talked about. Well, the other end is already under mainland laws. No, I, <laughs> I mean, but no, but you know, we're, we're still swapping and, and people well, from no, the mainland. I mean, well, you, you'll just go through through the normal mainland customs. But people are going to be more interested in coming this way, aren't they? I think.
1: Well, remember, remember, we're, we're still talking about China, the mainland, where where people don't have free access in and out of the in and out of China's <sighs> borders. People keep talking about this as though somehow you know the mainland and hong kong have an equivalent system of entry and exit they don't no no that's sort of what i'm trying to get at yeah but if you're a prc citizen you don't have the right to freely travel wherever you want to travel even
0: to hong kong There is a limit on that. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, yes, of course they're in the mainland (coughs) law, but can they just walk into Hong Kong then? No. Is this going to create a problem for the shadier side of getting in and out of Hong Kong?
1: Well, I think the problem is that the shadier side can do it. It's your average Joe who wants to make regular visits to Hong Kong has
0: a problem. Well, the shadier so, side comes by their own means, don't yes, they? Yes, they have their or own means. Or goes by means. <laughs> and, and they have
1: their own <laughs> officials who they can talk to for assistance. Um, it's just, it's, it's really and that's p- even though there's an anti-corruption campaign on, which you may have heard of.
0: Uh, yeah, I love that. I heard. Th- th- I'm sure I caught a bit of it. If you're offered a deal that's really good, no, that's better, but corrupt. I'm thinking if it's, i.e., like, e. it's a better deal, yes, but corrupt. I can't. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. I'll have to play one of those yeah, after. This. Yeah, those. <laughs> Yes, uh, yes,
1: <laughs> yes.
0: I said I said this morning in my little note, uh, yes. let's be fair, maybe Carrie Lam's hands are tied. So let's be fair, Steve. I'm never anything but fair. I mean, this is just uh, one issue of several. Say, one yeah, issue one of issue several.
1: So the other big issue that's come up this week has been the appointment of all these uh, non-entities. Oh, no, I mean, highly useful people as both political assistants and undersecretaries. And um, it, it, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. It means that um, the system which was devised... Remember, this was a system that was devised by Tung Chi Ma to bring fresh talent and new faces... Or the ministerial. And, uh, yes, yeah. well, both of them, the political assistants and the under fresh talent, new faces, and specialist knowledge into the government. Well, I wonder how much <laughs> a specialist knowledge Caspar Choi will be bringing... To his job as under secretary of labour and welfare, when asked, uh, "Do you know what the minimum wage is?" he said, "Nobody can be expected to know
0: that." I bet he does today.
1: He probably I does. Bet he today. knows what it incidentally, is. Incidentally, it's thirty-four dollars and uh, fifty cents uh, per hour. In case you were wondering, up. yeah, it's just gone up, gone up to that level. That is a bit of a yeah, it's, that, I know it's a heady wage, but um, that's per hour. Incidentally, um, he gets that per minute. So you know, I mean, you're you're appointing on the one hand, um, complete dimwits, who... uh, Allegedly. Allegedly. Alleged dimwits. Allegedly. Yes. Um, But, you know, Casper's a good bloke. He's a member of the DAB. Oh, that's right. A lot of them are members of the DAB. A lot of them are people who've stood for election and been roundly um, defeated. I mean, you take this... um, (laughs) I like this one. The other one I like... We'll get to the obvious one in a minute, but the other one I like is... uh, Lillian Chong. Now, she's been um, appointed as a political assistant in the Innovation and Technology Department or Bureau or whatever it's called. Um, nobody in the world of, of cyber tech or whatever you want to call it has ever heard of her. She, well, she's bringing a complete... It's because she's covert. It's tech, it's oh, cyber. Right. You think she's yeah. been working away? She's a nanobot. Silently. Yeah. Ah. Well, you see, you learn you learn something new every day. I didn't know that, yeah. but assuming that she isn't, I wonder why she's there. Could it be that she was? Uh, well, that's right. She was completely slaughtered in in a, a district council election in two thousand and thirteen. That may be one reason. Because, you know, anybody who the electors don't like must be all right with the government. Or maybe it's because she's a protégé of Rita Fans. I, that, that may be a p-
0: pure coincidence. We're going to go to the news now. You know that old thing they used to say about us we, Brits failed in London, try Hong Kong, F-I-L-T-H. The new one is F-I-L-T-H. It's failed in LegCo, try her lot. How's that? <laughs> Try her a lot. Yeah. Morningbrew at rthk.hk. If you want to get in touch or do find us on Facebook, I still want that number one zing wang crest question to do with the, the platform and the XLR thingy. Anyway, let's... I say we've got some emails, Steve. Yeah, we do, don't we? Um, so we've got a one
1: from Drake who oh, says... Oh, go on. Um He says here that the head of the MTR... Estimates that the monthly cost of the high speed rail is going to be $80 million. And he goes, So, a good point, this. So, it seems likely that Ledgeco is going to have to be carrying on coughing up for that. So, we've already had the enormous capital cost of it, but nobody's yet paid attention to what happens. I mean, covering $80 million. I think probably that that million? that's the well no that's just the operating cost. Right. So you you add in all the other costs, the old-fashioned depreciation and things like that. That eighty million is going to look pretty pretty minimal. Mm. So good point that. So the listener should know taxes will be, your taxes will your tax dollar will be used very usefully, to keep this white elephant in business.
0: Part two of Drake's email says uh, Martin Lee made a sarcastic twist earlier on commercial radio today. He says, Rimsky Yoon was kind of right in saying that this is a new power that they are requesting through Article 20. Of course! He said, how could there possibly be a clause in the basic law that grants the Hong Kong government the power to self-castrate? <laughs> Who would have thought that Article 20 would be used in such a way? Exactly. Nice one, Drake. Thank exactly. you. Exactly. Uh, I've got one here from, Go on, um, you, you go ahead, there's we'll another ge- one here as well We'll clear these yeah. up uh, Mike, uh, Mike says, as long as I can remember when travelling cross-border to Guangzhou if you were in the first class section of the through train you were provided with Hong Kong newspapers however, just before arrival in Guangzhou all the newspapers were gathered up so the locals could not get access Thanks Mike, nice bit of history there
1: I, I, I think Mike, uh, you, you've overlooked one you were, you were supplied with certain newspapers you certainly weren't given Apple Daily on board the train.
0: <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, before you do your final one, here's Dennis, who writes in. Um, he said, I've been wondering exactly where these mainland immigration officials will live. It's the little things, isn't it? He said, at the end of the working day, will they enter Hong Kong and live in a 300 square foot flat? Or will they have to travel back to the mainland each evening? I thought that if they live amongst Hong Kong people, might they not be in danger when they are not at work? A situation, which would be exacerbated if they should have arrested a Hong Konger in Hong Kong during their working day. He said, I just wondered if any decisions have been made about this point. It's, the, it's those little join the dots. Actually, names, he, he, he raises a quite, it, well, it, it's a very interesting, I was going to say a
1: quite interesting point and a horrible weasel Because it goes outside it's the station, very, doesn't it? Well, there's that, it goes outside the station, but also it raises the the bigger question because there are so many... So many mainland officials now in Hong Kong, some of whom are are in inverted commas, unofficials, many of whom are officials working for various state and parastatal bodies. And I'm just wondering, I mean... There is one argument saying, you know, actually it's quite a good thing that all these these people are being exposed to Hong Kong because they're being exposed to a very different they environment. They It's soft power, from, isn't it? Yeah, well, it may be. It may be. Although, you know, uh, things are changing here as well. But it's
0: interesting that... that uh, if this was the 80s, there'd be defections. Yeah, yeah. Or isn't it? Anyway, yours.
1: Yeah, we've got another one here from Steve. It says, um, come on, boys boys Um, forget how terminal the terminus is don't you think the writing is already on the wall when uh, xi jinping threatens hong kong with the pla christine choi is given the green light while the ce announces she does not understand what the public's problem is with the appointment. blatantly admitting she clearly does not understand the concerns of the public well we've saved christine choi Thank you, Steve, for for bringing her up. We've saved her, you know, we've saved the best for last. Now, this is the lady who is going to be the new um, undersecretary in the Education Bureau. And we know that um, she's got a high profile in the education sector because literally tens of thousands of people who are educationists have signed a petition um, opposing her appointment. Oh, yes. And wasn't she the person who ran in the recent LegCo election for the education sector and lost by more than 50% to Ipkin Yoon, who, who who won the post? So she's clearly somebody widely respected in the education sector. She's clearly somebody who people wanted to sit in LegCo on their behalf or, as it happens, not. So the argument is now... Oh, well, well, yes. I mean, well, you know, annoying teachers and professors and educationists may not like her, but she's got a degree.
0: Oh, that's good. Has anybody gone to town uh, on this any- yet?
1: Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> we need to look into that, don't we? And, and you know, she's been the head of a... Uh, she's been a school principal, which she has. It's one of the patriotic schools, so she certainly knows how to sing that red flag. Um, but, you know, I mean, this is just... If you want to and I'm sorry to to say it but if you want to put a red flag in front of a bull this may well be the the way to do it. It's very clear that this person is not respected is not considered a suitable uh person to to represent the education sector in LegCo, but she is considered a suitable person to be part of the administration running uh, uh, running education. I mean, you know, if 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 Um, Carrie Lam doesn't understand why there's concern about that. I'm not quite sure what she
0: does understand. Bring it down to the level of students and their parents. I mean, if there's a sniff of any patriotic nonsense, (coughs) will parents start taking their kids out of schools? Can they do that legally? All things like that. Well, we we saw what happened when the
1: the very admirable, and, and, you know, let's not forget that this... New political system brought us Eddie Young as as uh, education secretary, the man who reads a book every day of his life and uh, still doesn't have a brain. Um, we, we, we forget that when Eddie was in charge of education, he did try and bring in this patriotic um, education curriculum, which was resisted, and it was resisted very very strongly by parents. Parents saying we won't allow our children to attend those classes, etc. etc. I think. The average parent in Hong Kong is very rightly worried about the poisoning of the minds of their
0: children. And they're not often the ones that stand up and down and get their faces on TV cameras, are they? They're just just Joe Parent.
1: They're Joe Parent, who seems to think that children should go to school to be educated, not to be indoctrinated. Hmm. Now, Carrie Lam says, and actually she has a point, that there has been types of national education in schools for decades. That's actually quite true. So if that is true and it's quite you know all systems do it I mean I went to school believe it or not we had a bit of it I mean it was a bit half cock but we had a bit of it yeah um you know but the point is if you've got it why? Why are you even talking about doing something else? I mean, she kind of makes a good point and then kills it by saying, "Oh, but you know, of course, and let's hold hands together."
0: At least you've got some new material. Good morning to John. He says regarding the new station, forget the negatives. In the terminal, people were free of pesky Hong Kong laws like the ICAC, etc. Yes, that's good. Ban him. He's taking the Mickey. He's, yeah. Can we get his address? Go I on, do mate. need somebody to visit. I'm that. taking you down the platform yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> At the I, end of nice one, John. Yeah. Uh, the the education thing. I mean, I'm not a parent, so I don't. I don't know. Is it legal for parents to take their kids out of school? You know, my son is not going to sit through this. Bring
1: it I, on. I don't know the answer to that whether it's legal or not, but it was happening. And I bet they wouldn't. Yeah. would As well. I mean, well, there's parents. Remember. When, when inga- again, the great educational brain Eddie decided that... that he didn't do these... a lot of
0: damage, though. I mean, in the picture... in Potentially. I mean, yeah. it was... But...
1: Oh, bless him. No, you, you know what him. I mean. We I mean, I mean it was a near miss. No, but when he went... I was just going to point out another thing that he did was this stupid uh, TSLA or whatever it's now called this week. They keep changing the names of this stupid exam. I forgot what it's called For Tiny tops. <laughs> it's called something new now. When, when PhD, he said, oh, you know... Uh, we're going to bring this in because it's a good way of um, uh, uh, whatever it was a good way of doing, and, and parents simply said, "No, not my kid. That my, my, my you know little Susie or little Ming is not sitting well, that you? exam." That's exactly and, and, what you do, and that's what they did. Whether it was legal or not, I don't know. But fortunately, nobody in the education bureaucracy thought, "Oh well, let's go and bring all these parents into court." You know what's going to happen. Of knew.
0: That the, was going to be very bad. See, we're talking about this, this national education stuff, but we're only talking about it in some schools. That means people of means, and I know loads of people aren't of means, are going to start flooding the international schools. They're going well, to be building more international schools. The problem schools.
1: with that is, as you said, the, the key word I there is understand of that.
0: means. I mean, I mean, you look at the
1: fuss there is this week well, over the English Schools Foundation indeed. putting up its, its fees. I mean, it, it is an enormous burden on people who have
0: modest means. And what about teachers with principle? Principle as in PLE?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: I mean what, you know, I'm not teaching this. You're out of a job, son. There's yeah. there's a test case in court. <coughs> well, I don't think there will be a test case in court. They'll simply be expect they'll simply be let go. So as with all of these things we're talking today really about the knock-on effects. Yeah.
1: And that's, that's the problem here, because when people say, oh, why, does, why is there all this fuss every time something comes up? The reason why there's all this fuss is it's never the end point. Mm. It's part of the process. So if you keep silent as the process rumbles on, don't complain at the end of
0: it when you realise that actually there's a steamroller behind all of that. Back to your thing about Christine Choi. I mean, would I be a million miles off the mark for saying that somebody with her 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 previous her background, her whole brief, is in that job for a reason, and that's saying if she doesn't do these things that people are scared she's going to do, What's the point she of won't be doing the job properly. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. there's another knock-on. I mean,
1: why 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 would you pick? Somebody who is clearly so disliked. I mean, Carrie Lam says, I mean, honestly, sometimes I want she say, oh, you know, everything's controversial in Hong Kong. No, not everything's controversial not in Hong really. Kong. really. It's a question of this particular person is highly controversial. She's motivated tens of thousands of people to sign a petition. So what is she doing there other than being on a political mission?